Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. And with me today is my good friend, McKelly Barrett. McKelly, what's up? Well, no more Justin Jackson. Oh, no. This is a sad day in Thunderland. It is. It's uh, a guy we hardly knew, Justin Jackson. A guy that stood there alone before games started and did his little hops staring at the big screen. The only guy doing it. And now he will will hop no more in front of the Jumbotron, in front of tens of people. Sad, sad. Yeah, his jumper will be solely missed. His floater will be as well. And I, I will miss his jumper. I will not miss his floater. That thing went in way too much. <laughs> oh, man. What, uh, what a strange journey. What a strange end to the journey. I did not see that coming. I think mm-hmm. part of the reason he kind of stuck around here is that he his contract is... A nice one if you need to combine it with somebody else. And uh, that's probably about it. So we've seen the uh, the waving of TJ Leaf. And we've seen the waving of Justin Jackson and of Austin Rivers. And so uh, the clear goal here is to get guys minutes that are, I guess, 23 and under, really, plus Kenrich Williams. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's... Dustin Jackson just turned 26, and I don't know if he has a landing spot. I would assume this is something that the Thunder and Justin Jackson worked on together, and that it's not yeah. just a, all right, man, get out of here. You know, some, I heard somebody tweeted at me, and I, I think they're being sarcastic, but like his like O of six performance in the last game was just enough for them to get, to get rid of him. I was like, no, I mean, he's... I hope he has a landing spot. I do think he's a really good guy, and I think that he's a good professional. Um, but also, he's shooting forty percent from the field, thirty percent from three, and you know, given a lot of minutes, given a lot of shots, and had some big games, and had some really yeah. bad games. And I think he's just kind of an into the bench guy. And I don't know exactly what this means. I don't know if this means. Josh Hall is going to be signed. I don't know if this means that Vit Krejci is rehabbed enough to come play as a two-way guy. I don't know. I don't know what it means. Uh, I don't have clarity on that. So we will see. And by the time you're listening to this on the podcast, you may already know. Uh, so just ignore that. But uh, McKellie, your your just your thoughts um, on Justin Jackson's Justin Jackson being waved by the Thunder. 
Well, I do think that um, the part of the story should be the deadline. Around the deadline, I think uh, probably Hollinger. Uh, I, I just wonder, I don't remember if it was him or someone else. Uh, they mentioned that Justin Jackson was in talks uh, around the Thunder, uh, like maybe he would get traded, maybe not. And if you hear those voices, it means that either the team or the agent is trying to, to pull some string. Uh, maybe both. Um, so one one theory that I have is that they try to, to trade him, to move him somewhere. Uh, there wasn't much much traction. Uh, maybe the landing spot was not ideal for him. Uh, the Thunder decided not to not to do it, uh, or there wasn't anything. And so after a couple of weeks, they just decided, well, uh, I don't like playing behind Josh Hall, maybe, or I, I I want to test waters in a different way. Can we do that? And I think that the, that if the Thunder had some like some guys uh, that they want to test or to sign or whatever. This is a good way to, again, to 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 still have a good relationships with agents and with players and, and stuff like that. So I really think that this is, again, transparency, working together and finding good solutions that fit both the player and the team. Um, this is what I read into it. Um, again, the, the, the minutes uh, for OKC, this is just... Whatever I mean, if if he doesn't play, there is uh, maybe five minutes more for Josh Hall and and five for Svimi Hylock, and it's not that it changes anything uh, on the court. Um, we'll see. Maybe a change of scenery will do him good. Maybe he will test waters in Europe. Who knows? Um, there are a lot of options uh, for guys um, because the the playoffs will start in a couple of weeks in Europe. Maybe so. Maybe he's, that is an option as well. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think. Mostly, this is inconsequential <laughs> for the Thunder. And yeah. not something to freak out about, not something to be up in arms or really have many emotions at all about it. If you like Justin Jackson, it's fine. Cool. Sorry. Sorry that happened. But it's a part of the basketball business, and I am confident that there is a rational reason behind this and not just a, oh my gosh, the Thunder are really throwing in the towel now. They wave Justin Jackson. You know, it's not that. I My assumption is that this is, there's a development um, aspect to this, that there is a a reason. Maybe, like I mentioned, Josh Hall, Vid Critchy, maybe there's a guy in the G League now that yeah. they like and that they'd like to bring in and give him a try with real NBA minutes. So I would guess that end it may end up helping them in their search for a top lottery pick as well. So maybe a guy that turns up, maybe, maybe a guy that turns the ball over a little bit more <laughs> comes onto this team. Who knows? I don't know. But Vid Krejci is interesting though. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any interest, any information about his rehab, sure. but it seems that he was injured, I think, uh, early in the fall. So maybe like six months is a, Sounds about right yeah. uh, for the injury he had. So maybe he will be with the, with the team. Uh, I don't know if they want to sign him or sign Hall. And as you said, giving him a two-way. Uh, either way, I mean, uh, it's um, interesting enough for me to um, to say, well, if that is the plan, go for go for it. I mean, what's what's the value in keeping Justin Jackson around? Right. Like it's there's no value in court, uh, both ways. I really think he's a kind of a neutral play, player. It doesn't really help you win. It doesn't really help you uh, lose yeah. games. So it's um, 
again, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I think he can work. Uh, um, he was playing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He had a contract, so mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, a like a sizable contract. <laughs> like it's fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I would be. Uh, weirdly excited if it crutchy somehow ended up on this team this year just because he's he's a really intriguing prospect and part of the reason yeah. that he fell was his injury uh, he he may have been like a fringe first rounder had he been able to play out the rest of the season uh, or maybe not I don't know but I would like to see it's always fun to see somebody new it's always fun to watch Josh Hall because he does have there's some potential there and his story is is pretty interesting um but same time, like mostly inconsequential stuff here for uh, the Thunder and um, and even for Justin Jackson. I don't know if playing the season out would have really even helped Justin all that much. And so perhaps he can get a contract somewhere yeah. else. Uh, Alexei Pokashevsky, I was just looking at his numbers this morning, is since returning from the G League bubble, he's averaging 12 points per game, six boards, three assists on 32% from three. Pretty solid. He is definitely more on a someone has to score the points team today than he was before the bubble. Uh, So I don't necessarily think that there's like a ton to read in with the raw numbers, but it could always be worse. And at one point in the season, it was worse. So I think he deserves a little shout out and also just kind of stabilizing a bit after what what would be a really tough transition. It would be really tough for me to be put into another country and had to do my job in another country in a different language that I didn't know very well, in a system I didn't know very well, all those things. Eventually, I would get my legs, and perhaps this is what's happening with Poku. Yeah, and also, I mean, I really think that he change the way in which he's approaching the game yeah um i mentioned it on thunder after dark with john over the last two episodes because i think he had two okay games one very good the other maybe not so great in terms of percentage but the approach was the same i mean he was uh using his ability to play the point uh which is something that i really like but without doing super crazy things um it was not like an adventure every single possession it was well if I have the ball here, I may do an end off or a pick and roll. Uh, if I don't, I can uh, take the man, uh, try an isolation, and go. Like it was more, I would say, um, a steady approach. Uh, he paced himself quite a lot from the beginning of the season. I mean, uh, the first few games was just randomness. Like mm-hmm. uh, we were all excited because you really don't know what was coming from him. Like it could have been like a shot or whatever. So it's a. I really see an improvement in reading the game. Um, and, and that is the most important thing. Because if you want your uh, super young guy, seven feet tall, uh, to be impactful, it has to be um, with his premier skill, which is on-ball stuff. Yep. And I really see that that as, an, as a real improvement. The pull-up jumper from the pick and roll, it's something that I think is using uh, in a assertive way like he wants to get that and he does i i, I still see that um when he shot when we take shots uh with his feet set he's much much better yeah even against Portland, the two 
spot up opportunities he had were perfect. Yeah. The when he has the ball in his hands, uh, I really think that he's still struggling with the with the distance uh, with the NBA line. So, but that is something that doesn't bother me at all. I'm not worried about that because if there is something that you can fix in the NBA is strength. And I'm re- I really and they're also the um, the telecast of uh, Portland, uh, which is a great crew by the way. Uh, they were discussing him and the fact that yeah, this guy is interesting and giving him a summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like everyone coming from Europe is super skinny, yep. uh, so giving him a summer with a professional team and we will see great things from him because the feel is off the chart. Mm-hmm. This this is basically what they were saying, and and I agree. I mean, his feel for the game is off the chart. And if you pair that with a summer of development in terms of body strength and stuff like that, he can be something next year. Yeah. Uh, he really can be. Or maybe it will take another one, two years. Who knows? Yeah. He remains the biggest wild card in all of this. Obviously, the the picks in the future are wild cards, but he become, he's the most tangible wild card the Thunder have moving forward. Yeah. Because he can... He could really be an all-star type of player. Like he has that in him. Um, yeah. Or he could be like the player, the level of like a Dario Saric, who is a probably should be at least in like the top three of six man of the year because of the impact that he's had for Phoenix. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, they're they're different types of players. I realize that, but um, I really do see a future for Poku in the league. And he's a guy that loves basketball. And it's funny to say that, but there are guys that don't love basketball. They're just good at it. And I think it does matter. He loves to be in the gym. He loves to practice. He loves to get better. And so all of those things um, matter in the grand scheme. Uh, Shouts to our guy, James Anderson, always providing good information. uh, And in this case, very disappointing information. That uh, Vit Krejci had an interview with the Czech Sports Daily saying, that the plan for him is to start practicing full in July and start playing five on five in August. So it seems unlikely next season. Yeah. Unlikely uh, that he would join the team uh, unless that timeline got moved up somehow. But I would guess, I mean, the Thunder at this point in time are just wanting to move very slowly on guys, especially that are coming back from injury. Um, See Shea Gilgis Alexander, see Darius Baisley, all these guys. Uh, So, uh, Thank you to James for always providing good info for us and for following along on the stream. It's very appreciated. Uh, yeah, I also just, we talk about Poku. I wonder a little bit about Bayes when he returns because I do think part of Bayes' skill set too is his ability to handle the ball and his ability to create um, as a ball handler. And I just wonder what that evolution looks like because at some point when Shea and Teo, and Dort, and Poku, and Baisley are all on the court together, which I think will happen again this season. I just wonder what that looks like. And I wonder, obviously, Shea is number one. And then, like, what happens next? Because there has to be some sort of pecking order within that. And I know that they try Mm -hmm. to be as, like, the most, like, democratic basketball team ever. But there, there has to be some kind of pecking order there. And I wonder... Because you can't just say, all right, all of you are going to be point whatever position you are. And it's going, they can all grab the ball off the, off the rim and go the other direction. Like, that's certainly a thing. But within, like, a half-court offense, I'm just curious what it looks like. Because they do have a team full of guys that can do it all. 
Well, there are models, though, uh, examples of teams that have multiple ball handlers, and you have to be a very you have to be very mindful of that, and you have to construct an offense that sustain uh, that sort of skills. If you if you look at the Miami team that just went to the finals, Dragic, uh, hero. Duncan Robinson is not really a ball handler, so we'll keep him out. Uh, so let's say that he is the a finisher, play finisher. You have Tyler Hero. You have Bama Adebayo. All those guys can handle the ball. Um, then you have teams like the Warriors. They had Steph. They had Clay, who was Clay mm-hmm. as soon as he understood how to attack a closeout. Sure. Uh, then you have Iguodala. Then you have Sean Livingston. Then you have KD. I mean, you had a lot of ball handlers there. Yeah. Uh, Draymond Green. I mean, Draymond. Sure. Like could handle. I could just create. I just wonder a little bit though. Like all of those guys had established who they were, and didn't need the developmental minutes to get there. You know what I mean? Like as yeah, but I'm, yes, but but remember Golden State. I mean they were great in the playoffs, and Draymond Green was a rookie. Sure. So it, like so I I don't think that you have oh like ball handlers and guys that can create with the ball because. One one thing is dribbling the basketball, mm-hmm. and there I think that OKC will need to lower the number of dribbles, especially when you have a lot of guys that can make passes. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is create with the basketball. Mm-hmm. So I really think that if you have guys that can make reads more so than dribbling the basketball, there you have something. Mm-hmm. And, and the picking order is clear. I mean, Shea is number one. Yep. Uh, the others will will have to find their, their ways to be effective because Shea will play through the six minutes in a, in a like, when they will try to do something, yep. uh, will try to win. He will, he will do that. Um, the others, so you have 40 minutes where probably Teo will handle the ball a lot. Well, 12 minutes, sorry. I, I, I made the uh, uh, wrong math. Uh, but, with the others, you have just to be able to do other stuff. Uh, you can always create, but you don't have to dribble, to, to, to dribble the ball a thousand times. Yeah. I think that Poco can make those reads. Yeah. Uh, maybe Lou and Baisley will have to learn that. Mm-hmm. How, how do I make a read that is that helps the, the flow uh, without stopping the basketball? Mm-hmm. This is hard, but, but it's something that you can achieve if you have smart guys that can handle the ball. Because maybe the correct read is to attack. Just straight attack with the, with the dribble. And if you don't have that skill, then you have just to the possibility to, to pass or shoot, or, or shoot the basketball. Mm-hmm. So I really think that you, you never have enough of ball handlers. But yes, there, there will be a problem in terms of touches. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10 
$10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Yeah, I just I just wonder a little bit because I think part of Jeff Green's development wasn't really bore out in Oklahoma City because he wasn't mm-hmm. able to be kind of the point forward he was supposed to be. Uh, some of that mm-hmm. was coaching. I think actually, I would say a lot of that was coaching, and so that's the point. That's um, when all those guys play, and especially after the draft, whoever they get, they're going to get probably two or three players in the draft. Then you go into next season, like that will like. Th- there's been some tests certainly for Mark Degnault this season, but that will be a really big test for him and his staff to mm-hmm. to develop all of these guys. There's going to be and there's going to be a lot to develop and making sure that you hit all the points with every single guy that it's a, that's a tough job. I think it's yes. this year was a little bit easier because you had a lot of vets on the team that had defined roles that knew what they wanted to do. And as the season goes on, like I think it becomes a little bit harder. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot to do. And as uh, Mark Degnall said, there's a lot of flavors on the menu with all of these guys. Was maybe my favorite. He says a lot of really great stuff, and I, I like listening to him talk. But when he said there's a lot of flavors on the menu with regards to turnovers, I just could not help but just bust out laughing. I just loved it. I just it just made me really happy to hear that. Uh, all right, uh, I've got to go soon, so we've got to do a, just a shorter pod. Uh, but I did want to talk about this matchup tonight: the Thunder play the Pistons in Oklahoma City. Uh, six o'clock tip, early tip tonight in OKC against the 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 Piston Thunders. There's a lot of Thunder ties here with with yeah. them uh, with regards to like Troy, Troy Weaver at the top uh, is where it all starts. But um, obviously Jeremy Grant, who's had a spectacular season this year for them, and when the Thunder traded for Jeremy Grant all those years ago, if I told you, hey, someday he's going to be the best player on a bad team, but he's going to average 22 points per game. And he's going to take six threes per game and hit 35% of them. I think you would have been like, dude, you are nuts. <laughs> you have lost yeah. your mind. <laughs> yeah, as a, as, a, as a tree, by the way. Right. Because, well, in, in Philly, was kind of playing that role. Then he become a center, yeah. then a power forward, mm-hmm. then back to a wing. Then, I mean, he's super, super versatile. Again, mm-hmm. the, the, the choice that he made... It's still weird to me, mm-hmm. but I mean, you. It's it's a personal choice. Uh, clearly, it's something that doesn't have to do with my even with money. Uh, sure. That is, that is something that is extremely interesting to me. Yeah, and um, I would love to hear, to hear, to read a story like a real story where, where he opens up about this decision and, um, and let us know what that was about. Yeah, 
it was the like the locker room in Denver was it uh, just the city a black coach black city it's it's all so interesting then I, I really hope that the athletic somehow gets to write something that is uh, that tells the story James in, Edwards wrote it in full have you not seen yeah you want something more? yeah but yeah yeah I'll let him know I'll let him know it wasn't enough bit. <laughs> no, no, it was it was a good read, but something something a little bit more than that, yeah. like like the real story. That was, maybe it puts just that, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I really wonder if that has something to do with uh, something a little bit more deeper in terms of sure. relationship relationships well, in Denver and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Weaver has a, a huge is a huge part of it too. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know if the Thunder. And this isn't like a huge, like a crazy moment for the Thunder, but I don't know if the Thunder are able to trade for Mello without Troy Weaver here. I think he was, mm-hmm. that relationship mattered in the grand scheme of things. And maybe it was enough to tip it over for him to say yes. And obviously it was a really cool moment for the Thunder to get Carmelo Anthony here. It felt like, it felt incomprehensible that he would even say yes to coming here. Cause he remember like he had to agree to it. Um, but that was, I don't know, that was something. I think Troy's really good with the relationships. Um, and then also mm-hmm. Hami. Like Hami, we have the Hami Speed Mihailuk battle tonight in Oklahoma City. Uh, if you haven't kept up with Hami, he's played four games so far for Detroit. He's averaging 14.5 points per game, five boards, almost two assists, uh, shooting uh, 55% from three in his time with the Pistons. Yeah, clearly sustainable. <laughs> oh, obviously sustainable numbers, but it'll be good to see Hami... Uh, playing again, playing in Oklahoma City again, uh, although against the Thunder, that'll be interesting. And then maybe the most heated battle of the night, the Killian hayes Tail maladon battle here in OKC. Uh, we were, if you listen to Thunder After Dark in our draft series, we, we talked about this. We talked about how McKelly had talked to somebody that said, I don't know that there's a big difference between these two. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we haven't gotten to see much of Killian Hayes and honestly think like any numbers that you read about Killian Hayes at this point are just, um, they're not useful. So it's, and it's not really fair to him to go to his numbers and say like, Whoa, look what the thunder did versus the Pistons. You know, like don't, don't be that guy, but I'm interested to see how they look on the court. Cause like Killian's like four points, three assists per game so far shooting, 23 from three, 26 overall from the field. Like that, that looks bad, but it's mm. in seven games and it's in 168 minutes. So it's just not enough um, for him. But I'm interested nonetheless to see this. Yeah. I mean, uh, the guy um, that I refer to all the time is Lorenzo, my good uh, friend here um, in Italy. He's a very, very good scout. Uh, you should follow him on Twitter. Um, I don't remember the handle, but if you search for Lorenzo Neri, N-E-R-I, um, you will find him. And, and he just knows. And he told me, well, I do think that there is a chance that uh, they both land into the same category as players in the NBA. Um with maybe Halliburton a little bit higher in terms of the best point guard in this draft. And he was as most of the time, um, he was right. Uh, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's all about the, the the difference, the stark difference in terms of level of play. Mm-hmm. Because if you play the the Euro League, uh, it's it's very different from the um, 
the the the, the other like second level uh, cup here yep. uh, in Europe. So it's uh, it's it's almost like you play uh, mid major or you play um, some different level. It's um, it's it's like that, mm-hmm. um, and that 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 counts for something. And sure. um, I'm not saying that Killian is bad. I'm just saying that the exposure that, that he got uh, was different from the one that Maladon had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, should be an interesting game. The Thunder have very few players available, especially after they wave Justin Jackson. Uh, so we have the the concussions to Josh Hall. Uh, that was a little surprising to me. I knew that he had gone out, but... Uh, that he'll be out is is pretty wild. Um, so they'll have Kenrich, uh, Isaiah Roby also with a concussion. So they'll have Kenrich, Teo, uh, Poku, Moses, Darius Miller, Ty Jerome, Svi, and Tony Bradley tonight. <laughs> the- Can we finally get Tony, to Bradley, and, and Moses together? I mean, you might have to, right? Wow, you might have to do it. Twin Towers in OKC tonight. Uh, you might have to do it. So we'll see. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Let's go over to the stream real quick before we go. Um, big shouts to the Fluky in Germany. Uh, we got T in Miami saying, what's up? We have Jonathan Green in Sweden. We have Lawrence Field from Boston. Uh, we have Christos from Greece. We have Daniel uh, from the UK. Uh, he says... Where I'm from, people greet each other with wasan, meaning what's up, like what's up. So wasan, boys, wasan, Daniel. Uh, we have Paul Chi from Jamaica. Paul Chi, I really hope you're from Jamaica because it just makes me really happy that that's happening. Uh, Diogo uh, from Portugal. We have Miroslav from Germany. We have Steven in New Jersey. We have Michael Boyd here in OKC. We have Tony Blount in San Diego. We have Jay in Singapore. Uh, We have Unhandicapped Train in his bed. Uh, We have our guy. It's a nice place. It's a nice place. We have our guy James Anderson. Big shouts to him as always. Um, Our guy from another guy from Greece. I'm sorry, you're going to have to type your name every time because I just apologize. Uh, We have Colm from Ireland. We have Adrian from Tampa. We have Loke from Copenhagen. We have Morgan from Georgia. Paul G says, I actually am from Jamaica. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yes, I would rather read where people are from than the questions and comments sometimes. Yes, this is true. Our guy, Jesse Smith, Aaron in Tulsa. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday, and we will talk to you guys again. Wednesday. Wednesday.